0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: Welcome to Turnbuckles. I'm John Reinman, and when the world gets to be too much for me, I play the
0: NBA 2K eras mode where Len Bias lives on and the Celtics are amazing. I'm Tommy Rico, and when the world is too much for me, I find a classic sci-fi, fantasy, or horror movie to see if I still get all the feels.
1: I'm Julie Harrison Harney, and when the world gets to be too much for me, I go to therapy.
2: Lame. Well, we bring this up because it was another day of leaks and links on the internet, so it's time to play. Do you guys want to talk about this? Okay, so (laughs) I think I have this right. Within about an hour of each other, a couple stories came out, and it was one story where more allegations came out against Vince McMahon of the sexual assault nature, and there were uh, Rita Chatterton, the referee that that's been alleged for kind of many years in wrestling circles, and now it's kind of in the ether and then there was also an article that seems to have come from Vince or someone close to Vince, saying that he plans on returning to w w e which one came first is what i because to me it makes sense that vince's one would come first and then the other one is it the other way
0: around chronologically i'm not sure i read vince wants to come back first and then read the extra okay. allegations but i'm not sure if that's actually how <laughs> they came up you know what's an actual more important story unrelated to wrestling that came out at the exact same time that all the vince stuff was coming out was uh, president biden signed in the speak out act it's a bill that'll enable survivors of sexual assault to speak out about workplace harassment and assault. And uh, that is signed. It also covers the kind of forced NDAs that employees face as conditions of employment.
2: Oh, for real? Like anywhere? Yep. i heard that Biden was going to do that. But we don't
0: do politics here, pal. No politics, pal. Nope, but I've, I found it very, very connected to our story, which we don't want to talk about.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, well, oh, I no No, no, no. Do I want to talk about this? No. But has Vince and WWE put everyone in a position that we have to talk about this? Yes. And I, and I think it, it needs to be talked about and it should be talked about aggressively and it should be dealt with. And we should remember that there are victims, plural, and we cannot justify this away because of nostalgia or because we like a superstar or because it makes us feel icky because this isn't bad creative. This is people's lives. And by continuing not to deal with it, WWE is playing with fire.
0: I'm in total well, agreement there. I think another thing that they're, they're banking on is that they want extra attention for that Vice special that's coming out, uh, the, the Vince documentary. Man, be and, careful what you ask for right there. Exactly. Claire can tell you all about that. Yeah. Any yeah, publicity
2: is, is good publicity. Have you been here
0: the last five years? You don't just get away with everything anymore. It's all so sleazy. And just disgusting. I, I, I mean, we've, we've talked about it ad nauseum. I don't know that we can add any more to it. I mean, we're, we're all disgusted over it. We all don't want to see Vince back. Uh, we're all probably in the minority in feeling that way, sadly, when it comes to WWE fans. Um, well, well I mean, let me, let me
2: put it to you this way. Would I like to see the character Vince back? Sure. Just like a lot of people had a hard time separating themselves from the character of Cliff Huxtable. And I'm not saying that what Vince McMahon did is on the level of Cliff Huxtable's opposite, but I'm just saying it's like, yeah, it'd be great to have him back as a character, but that involves uh, all the other stuff. My thing is just basically, it's another story where it seems like two sides are leaking against each other about a really bad thing. And I'm just tired of really rich people leaking stuff against each other. And then regular people have to figure it out.
0: That's kind of why I'm
2: like, yeah, if
0: if the Vince McMahon character comes back, can he be played by Brian Cranston?: Because <laughs> he is seems true.: He
2: seems delightful. Could they, could they recast Vince? Could Jim Ross bring him out as the new Vince? And then the <laughs> new Johnny Ace? <laughs> Just two actors playing them. All right, I feel like we've said pretty much what we want to say about that. Uh, so let's move on to the next bit of fun. Uh, Riddle was in the news. Because uh, evidently, well, people have kind of played detective on this, that he allegedly failed drug test. Problem with that being that they wrote him off TV when he would have already failed the drug test. That seems a little backwards. Um, Anything else to say about that or that seemed a little bit too weird and murky?
1: Not to get into the custody battle stuff or the relationship that he has with his wife and his children, because that that. I don't have context to. What I can say is I think he let down the company. If it's true about SummerSlam and Seth Rollins did not get the chance to wrestle in SummerSlam because of that. I didn't
0: even think of that. I forgot that Riddle and Seth both didn't wrestle at SummerSlam and then they missed their scheduled clash at the castle. So that's, I thought
1: that there was just one match missed.
0: There was two yikes
1: like that that really sucks for seth rollins who is working really hard who is very over with the wwe universe who has put in his time who deserves to be on the main stage for SummerSlam. i'll
2: just say that uh i think it's you know we've been saying this for weeks on our end but for me i think that i'm just puzzled i'm always puzzled by so much of the backlash that seth gets and you know just like when you look at that guy and all the things he's done, I mean, I'll just give you two. It's the, it's this riddle thing he he was involved in. And then also the infamous hell in a cell match. And I was there for that. And that was, you know, dreadful that for no fault of his own, he got booed for weeks after that till they could turn him. So I, and then I, I, okay. So there's the riddle right way. I look at it as, damn, Seth Rollins is a hell of a team player that he's just goes with this and has just continued to, you know, we talk about guys who've, like Kevin Owens when he had the the program with Stone Cold before WrestleMania, how was like a one-sided. Seth's been kind of doing that with everybody, it seems. He's been in just program after program where for one reason or another, it gets kind of mangled through no fault of Seth Rollins, and he keeps going. Every week he's captivating, and every week he gets if not the one of the two or three biggest pop. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. He gets the biggest pop every time he comes out right now on Raw. The fans get into it. And I almost wonder if that's kind of why. I wonder if they feel like, man, this guy is should not still be carrying this much momentum. And shit, he really is like he's doing it all on his own, too. Oh, also all those vignettes with Vince. where Vince just sat there and Seth had to do the whole all the lifting and the office and everything. I mean, and, they, and even when they, they left it in, when he, got to, he didn't realize the assistant was going to be there and he just played it off and did a good job. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I'm going to make a comparison here, guys. You know who Seth kind of reminds me of? And Tommy could jump all over me for this because I know he has strong feelings. There's a Roddy Piper vibe to Seth a little bit. And that it feels like he can keep your interest even if... The storyline and the opponent are falling short and he makes, he can play heel. He can play babyface, but he doesn't change. Like it's the same character. It's just what buttons he's pressing. And it's almost like to use a standup analogy. It's the comic that has to stretch because someone's not ready and they don't run out of material and they just keep killing until it is time to get off stage. And that's kind of how I see Seth. You can go any way you need him to as like utility player, but still dominate. In terms of an on-screen
0: character. I you know what? I tend to agree with that, but I would I would with the caveat that I think Seth is like Roddy in that Roddy held the audience's attention because he was so unbelievably charismatic and compelling as a character, that his ring work, which was it was, I don't think, great, his ring work was good, but his not character, Seth Rollins good. Well, Seth Rollins is the opposite. Seth Rollins, his ring work is so great that he draws you into the character, which is not as strong. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You don't think the character But as far as like their place on the card and like their importance to the company, yeah, I think that's valid. I think it's I think that's a good comparison. Gosh, because
2: you're gonna look back someday at some of these and and look at how Seth Rollins was like a glue guy. He's their MVP. No
0: question.
2: Yeah, but, but not in a way that was overt. Like he's done it a lot of the times as a heel. So he's done it in a way where it's like Piper, where he's like He's there to make you hate him, but sometimes it's like, man, the baby face ain't carrying the ball. So, um, anyway, I think that
0: are we good with Matt Riddle? But I only have one thing that I want to see if you guys can clarify for me because I was super confused reading all the Riddle material. I think it's well established that he has a lot of issues both in his personal life and apparently he has a drug problem and the two suspensions now. Apparently well, appara- is,
2: apparently we do know yeah. that he has a. He's talked about his personal life. He had a. Instagram or a Twitter post the other day that was indicative of that. Yeah. And um, it's, it all is just reported. No one has confirmed like WWE isn't. That's the other strange thing is that WWE for a long time with their wellness policy would put out a release saying that someone's been suspended. Man, that
0: feels weird. There's that my that, question. Yeah. You know, it feels like reading between the lines that WWE may have gotten in the middle of a divorce decree. And that well, I'm is not. a horrible look. That's well, it, a horrible look. If that's true.
2: Well, that's it, it's, that's one of the ways it could be seen. But again, we're left to
0: kind of read between the lines. Exactly. I didn't so, know whether either of you had more clarifications than I did, but it's just, it's so murky that it's very hard yeah. to say anything definitive, but it looks super shitty.
2: But also look, I'll just be candid on my own. I've been through a divorce and you know, uh, you guys are good friends of mine and, and you know, uh, I don't, I don't ask you to back me up, but I mean, you sometimes are aware that sometimes it's not the way it looks. Sometimes there's a lot more to it. And, um, no matter what end of your divorce you're on, you know, whether you're in the quote right or quote wrong, you're still taking a beating. Like it's, you're, no one's going to look good until the smoke all clears. So yeah, that's just, so yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I question, I, I'm not naive. We've been down this road. They're, they're my hometown team, so to speak. I'm a New England boy. But it's like, man, this doesn't feel good. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like it feels, Tom, Tom will know what I mean. It feels very late 80s, early 90s Boston sports teams where it's like, it's like, wait, what happened here? What? Ha- why wasn't he at spring training? Where was he the night before? And then everyone kind of goes, I'll tell you what, if Dan Shaughnessy, this is a very inside reference, if Dan Shaughnessy wanted to switch over to wrestling right now. I think he'd have a lot to write about. So any Boston people out
0: there listening, see if you can get a shank. And I like Dan, by the way. I will clarify the murkiness a little bit. It looks like with the failed drug tests, that the failed drug tests may not have been reported back to his ex. And that again, that was part again though, of the divorce decree. I'm going
2: to I'm not defending here. I'm just saying I'm protecting us here. Alleged. Correct. Alleged. Yeah. There's been
0: no confirmation. So. so it's it's super messy. And don't forget, by the way, Riddle's ex-wife also got into the shit with D, with uh, WWE women's wrestlers as well. So oh, I don't, yeah, I, right. this is a situation where I'm not sure there are good guys, but uh, Riddle in, has a lot there more are better on his ledger.
1: There are th- there are people who are better and people who are less better, though. less bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think like that's the thing is like, we, I get that speaking out or speaking up about anything makes makes you a hypocrite sometimes. That's just the world we live in. We have one point of view and one perspective, but there are better people and there are worse people like we are are allowed to apply that.
0: If I live in a neighborhood and I live next door to a mean guy and then uh, two neighborhoods over, there's a murderer. I'm glad I live next to the mean guy. I'll take that any day. So, yeah, there's definitely a sliding scale, but yeah, Riddle has way more as far as personal transgressions that are documented and well-known uh, in the public diaspora. So I don't think we can add anything to it. It's a really ugly, horrible-looking situation. And the only thing that I think needs clarification is, what's the company's involvement? Hopefully, that'll come to light sometime soon because that's, that's a terrible look if they are hiding things from a, you know the ex in a divorce decree.
2: Tommy, I just want to circle back to your uh, murderer neighbor analogy. Did you used to live near Dino Bravo?
0: <laughs> I, did, I did not. I did. So my my high oh, school. God. I,
2: was, I was joking about this. No, but no.
0: But so my high school strength and conditioning coach was a power lifter. And he was at a meet where Dino Bravo was at the meet. And remember, Dino <laughs> Bravo, he supposedly did that uh, record setting bench press. Yes. And. They tried to get Dino to put 500 on the bar and do it for reps, and he refused. So that's that's the only Dino Bravo story I have. Did he run around the gym a bunch of times? He he didn't do a bunch of laps. I don't think he did much of anything because they asked him to lift way less than he did that one time with Jesse Ventura helping him, and that those may or may not have been prop weights. It was I think it was supposed to be 720 that he was benching.
2: Julie, Julie, do you know about Dino Bravo? No. Oh, that's a good, that's a good dark side of the ring episode. Sad story, but I mean. That's a double my, dark side of the ring. <laughs> that's like super dark side of the ring. Oh dear. It is, but it was like, a, it was a thing from when I was a kid that we never quite got the full story. So that was yeah. one where I was like, oh shit, that's what happened. But yeah. man, he was, a, he was in deep for a long time. I didn't know. I thought it was like, he got out of wrestling and was like, I need some, and it was like,
0: fuck man. He had a lot going on yeah. All over cigarettes, loose cigarettes, right? Yeah. Well, like, he be, <laughs> I mean, he was basically muscle for hire for the mob up in, in, uh, Canada. So,
2: yeah, well, there was a R.I.P. Dino
0: Bravo. He did, yeah, it was, he, a, it was
2: a temporary gig. Um, R.I.P. Dino Bravo. As they all Bravo. are.
0: Yeah. That, that job has uh, a shelf life.
2: So I've heard. Uh, and then also, finally, there's still some CM Punk rumors out there. He's putting up pictures where he's in WWE. And then there's people saying, oh, no, they're setting him to come back to AEW. Do we feel like talking about CM Punk at all or.
1: Every yes, because he posted Danhausen photos like he did a whole story. Oh, I, just, I didn't see and this. that was really funny. That was really funny. Was it when they were and getting he did at that, Starbucks? He did that
0: after he shared the WWE picture. Oh, so uh, it's been speculated us. that he shared yeah. the picture because it's a picture of CM Punk. And in the background is the Titan Trom. And it's um, Luke Gallows who is portraying the character Festus at the time. And so <laughs> Luke Gallows has his tongue half hanging out of his face. And it's a funny picture. So it may just have been a, Hey, what's up Luke. But then, yeah, like I think it was maybe a day later, he shared a bunch of Dan Housen pictures. And as, as far as we know, CM punk is still contracted to work at all elite wrestling and nothing has changed and he is still rehabbing an injury. So that's, that's all we know. I think that's all we, I, I, that's, Sasha I think that's Banks all we can
1: and say. And CM punk are just having some fun. You know, they're just, they're just having a little fun on social media,
0: living their best lives.
1: Yeah.
2: Larry the dog, oddly Uh. silent. Okay, uh, well, I think we said all we wanted to say about those.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price Priceline.
0: line i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
0: want to do another stomp you out speech. It
1: opened up so many more doors. The show is called
0: The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal.
2: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You guys ready to go? It's time for the Raw Recap.
1: Raw Recap.
2: Okay, I'm going to start this on a good note. Because I mean this sincerely. I thought the commentary last night at least in the first half of the show, uh, when they had a lot of storyline and plot points, um, I thought it was very, very strong. And I thought that their handling of what we'll get to in a second, Alexa Bliss's sort of hinted turn, I thought that was outstanding. Oh, I thought it okay. Was be- I thought it was believable. I thought it was timed perfectly, and you can't rehearse that. You really do have to get that in the moment. It reminded me of the Royal Rumble in 95, If anyone wants to see, go back to the Royal Rumble 95 and the character Vince McMahon, I want to specify, on commentary, his sell of the Lawrence Taylor Bam Bam Bigelow incident. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch that. That is 100% believable. I mean, that is like, my dad fell for that. You know, my dad didn't believe any of this shit. And he went, I don't think that was supposed to happen. And I went back and I watched it on the network once. And Vince is very believable that it was an unplanned incident and he thinks he's just lost his company. Like he's just like struggling to put words together, having a hard time swallowing. It looks like Walter Cronkite after Kennedy for crying out loud. And I'm just like, Ooh, and then I, I was like, Oh shit. I kind of believed it again where I was like, I wonder, I don't know. I thought that's what it reminded me of last night. And I just want to give a shout out. Cause um, I know there's been a lot of talk about the rock commentary team from us. Um, but I thought they were outstanding. And I thought that that, was perfect, perfect. They start It was like a, you know, a kickoff that the ball it just lands perfectly on the one yard line. You're we like, oh, that's just or, or punt, I should say. And it's just like that's where you want it to go.
0: And John, I'm going to begrudgingly oversell. agree with you, um, but I will. So I'll say that the area that's that all I, I guess, noticed, by the way. Well, yeah, but well, I'll I'll say the area that I noticed that was the most improved is that Graves is clearly cementing himself as the heel announcer, which he had kind of been, he was almost like an actor that's trying to do a foreign accent and they keep falling out of it and they just keep reverting back to their normal voice. And then all of a sudden they, they have hey, a French accent. By the again. way,
2: happy, happy 97th birthday, Dick Van Dyke this week. Yes.
0: Sometimes,
2: he, uh, he's, Brit- sometimes he's
0: British. Sometimes he's back in uh, New York writing comedy. We don't know who he is in this movie. He was spotted at, like, taken in a show at the comedy store on a weeknight at like eleven thirty 30 PM. <laughs> I just walked into the comedy oh, I,
2: store. I bet he was spotted from his liver,
0: but anyway, as you were saying, <laughs> so what? Well, he can take it. I his think, name is Dick Van Dyke. Come on. Absolutely. I think that, um, I think that Corey Graves cementing himself as the heel announcer is better because you can't just keep falling in and out of character and character consistency is important. He's starting to really cement that he's the heel announcer. Uh, Patrick is struggling a little bit. There was some dead air where Patrick should have been talking, not in that segment that you just mentioned, but later segments. I still think they'd be better off with a three man booth uh, or, or a three person booth, I should three say. Three person booth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like improvement, yeah, they're showing some improvement.
2: Yeah. Because I tell you who would be great like as the anchor, not necessarily play by play, but as the sort of like, Vince, minus the, oh, what a maneuver, but just as someone to kind of keep everyone together, Caleb Braxton would be fantastic as the glue person in that Why team. don't they use her? They don't use they, her because she, Yeah, I've noticed that lately, that she hasn't been in a lot of stuff, and she's been, I hope she's all right. Like, she's been tweeting some stuff out that's like, you know, she seems kind of like maybe, a lot of people. I mean, it's it's a not a great world <laughs> right
0: now. <laughs> When I see Kayla do panel on the pre-shows for the premium live events, she's great. And she could totally do the job. So it's like, she's, she's proving she can do that job every time they have a PLE. So give it to the, I mean, give her the job for six months. See what happens at two people is just not enough. I mean, you need like with AEW Taz is the throw in guy where it's just like you get the, you know, the, the super wrestling nerd, in uh, Excalibur, and then you have the legit broadcaster in Shivani, and then you have Taz, because every now and then you need a guy to go, Hey, I don't know, what are you gonna do? You know, you just need that, <laughs> you need that, <laughs> like, you need that legitimate real person on the panel to just kind of interject with every now and then. You need to say a real person thing to make it feel real. And as long th- as he's not emailing Paul,
2: were you ever no. there for any Taz? Yeah, Julie just made a <laughs> Yeah. Are you there in the I- room for some Taz emails? That taught me a lesson about, you know what, Reinman, go for a walk for a couple miles and come back and see if you still want to send that email. And I will say my life's been I've gotten along with people a lot better. Cuz Paul wouldn't he would just kind of like to a couple of us be like, oh, he'd be like, what do I say to this? And I I wouldn't read it, but I would just look and be like, what is that? Like just an email from Taz. would be like, oh my god.
1: Like, <laughs> what know, is you know that? What it's a Sicilian change, change message. change your
2: address and fake your death is what I would do. Jesus Christ. Like it was just like do you have time to read all this shit and he would Paul would read it and respond but I was like okay short emails short emails from now on right
1: instead of Um, WWE remember when they did WWE backstage when when Smackdown first went instead of that I would like them to which I they can't do because WWE needs to control every single word that comes out of people's mouths Um, I'd love them to do something like the Manning Brothers uh, and have like stone cold and a guest every week and they just go off script they're like what happened wow that bump didn't work like just being honest about what they're seeing how about and the, I just wanna, how
0: about the I angle brothers oh god that'd be great <laughs> both angle brother Kurt and is what's his brother's name uh his, his brother that played his body double is that the right one i don't know if that's the right one one it, one of Kurt's brothers looks exactly like him and was occasionally thrown in matches as like oh, a, yeah. a duplicate, uh, Kurt to cheat.
1: I mean, KO would be wonderful in that environment. Like actual KO. Yeah, but he's got just, to wrestle. I mean, he has to wrestle. Yes, but
2: <laughs> that's a good idea. He, I want to figure out who their Manning cast would be. Oh, well, hey. what if, well, one of them could be Undertaker. What if it was Mick and the Undertaker?
1: I mean, he's doing stand up now. He's getting his reps in.
2: Yeah, he is. He's out there. This, I have a new Undertaker routine. You ready? <laughs> Now, I'm going to bring up the richest nerd in the world. Uh, Booze and cheers, it seems. Uh, That was The Undertaker (laughs) doing Dave Chappelle's newest bit. Um, (laughs) 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 Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. It was Dave also the guy counting people with tickets at WrestleMania 3? It's, uh, it's 111 million people here tonight, turns out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, now that we're in trouble with everybody. Uh, but as long as I don't say anything bad about Jim Gaffigan. Now, that's an inside writer's room joke. WWE. Someone just went, nope, I'm not going to say anything more. Not picking a fight. Um, no, I think Undertaker and Mick. That'd be the one to go with. That's probably be, be my favorite. Mick's Mick Foley? Mick's podcast with uh, Conrad is fantastic. That's a good one. He's a, he's such a good storyteller and, and he's he's, so, just, he's like, so
0: naturally funny. And so, so like, he's such a genuine, nice guy. So yeah. you would need, you would need kind of, you'd now you need the heel.
2: You know, the amazing thing is Mick talks openly about like his memory. But like, I'm like, dude, you're like on top of it more than 98% of everyone there is. Yeah. He's sharp. Fucking brilliant. And a big New Hampshire supporter. Comes to Santa's Village once or twice a year. Big celebrity up in these parts. Goes to the Kowloon. Tommy, Kowloon closing down. When? Soon. Does it have an official close date? Well, it's Boston. Nothing does. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Julie, to fill you in. Like and, the and Fenway like, Park shut down a few weeks ago. We didn't hear an announcement about that. they just players all were gone. All John, we
0: have to let Julie and 99.9% of the people listening to this podcast know what the Kowloon is. So, the Kowloon is we? It's a wrestling podcast. Well, but seriously, I mean, their connection to wrestling is pretty incredible. It's a it's a giant Chinese restaurant, and so they have been around since the '60s and barely have changed any decor. But at any rate, so this giant Chinese restaurant has been the home of when wrestling comes to town. The wrestlers go there to eat afterwards because they have they generally most restaurants in Massachusetts close pretty early, and the Kowloon was always open a little later. And if the wrestlers were coming, they would open till whenever so they have all kinds of signed memorabilia in the lobby uh signed elbow pads from the rock and all kinds of headshots huh. and it's it's pretty intense i'm trying to describe give it a new york analogy tom would you say
2: it's kind of like if you went way out in queens like in terms of its relativity to manhattan or would you say staten island maybe, maybe. staten island <laughs> no i'm not talking about i'm not commenting on the i know why you're gonna say staten island but i'm just in terms of like the where it is and how to get there and because it's not right in Boston. It's kind of a hike. It's probably a good twenty minutes, twenty
0: five minutes away, depending on the traffic to just to like to give you a visual, it is basically the highway that leads the suburbs into the city. And, and then you it, go the
2: opposite direction from
0: Boston to get to the Kowloon, correct. But it is yeah. an insane highway way where to take the turn onto any business, including the Kowloon, you have to go 50 miles an hour and then take a hard right turn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to whichever place you want to go, hoping that you don't kill you and your family on the way.
1: But it's closing.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, pal, yeah you're, unfortunately. You get a little
2: close to home. on A little close to bone. No more car accident talk for now. Uh, no, I'm a veteran
0: of many of those. I would I'd rather never talk about a car accident again.
2: All right, moving on. Uh, Alexa Bliss, off the car. So you liked though. this
1: turn, John.
2: Uh, I did, and it was because Alexa did it well as Alexa. Okay. I, I'm a big Alexa fan. You know, okay. I, I love Alexa Bliss. I, you know, she wrestled Bailey. We're not going to talk about, there's a little bit of inside baseball there with those two. And that's, I, we, we both respect privacy. Um, so I was a little bit like, oh, don't you, you know, a little cringy. That match seemed to go okay. There was the twisted bliss that I bummed me out because then, you know, certain people are going to be like, oh, which she didn't deserve. Um, did you but, like the
1: Bianca moment where she interfered mm, because Bailey took no. off the pad? No,
2: I think, I think I, you know what? I was indifferent. And in the fact that the people, the, the crowd kind of seemed a little, you know, wrestling fans love run-ins and when there's a run-in and they don't love it, that's not a good sign. And I don't think they love, they seemed a little, Oh God, like it seemed like I seen a crowded sketch where it was like another, it was a Neil Simon play that all took place in five minutes. Just like another character. So I think that it was just the way it uh, came out, but I did like the subtle turn. I like that. they they got all the camera angles, right? Tommy, I know you're a stickler for that. You saw the fiend flash. Um, I thought Alexa did it well. I thought her, her reaction afterwards was the best I've seen so far. It told a story that she's now aware of this, but doesn't know what happened that I was like, okay. And then I was like, and then commentary drove it home where they didn't go right off of them going. Well, lots going on tonight. Anyway, coming up in a little bit, Bobby, La- it was just like they actually sold it. Went, oh, did you see that? It was like, thank you. Thank you for, for yes, acknowledging for being an adult that says what you saw. You see, that's my rule for WWE, for the subway and for WWE commentary. If you see something, say something. Thank you for saying something.
1: And I liked Bianca's. But not saying too much but not saying too much not too not too much yes guys i i liked the segment
0: a lot too i really did I, I so i thought first of all i thought it was the best segment on the whole show yes uh second of all i loved the gaga uh i loved becky not lynch coming much. out and yep. chasing away uh damage yep. control i thought that it's was great. great did you guys find it weird though so uh she becky lynch chased damage control yo sky and um dakota kai into the stands did you guys notice there was a giant like swath of empty seats that she chased them through oh no i didn't actually it seemed like when she chased them into the crowd i'm like where'd the crowd go there's no crowd where she's chasing them to
1: do you think edges
0: do you think edges chair had babies (laughs) i don't i don't know judgment day strikes again yes so at any rate, I, okay. I a little liked. bit too much storytelling. I take it back. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked <laughs> overbooked. that. Um, I liked the match and I will say that that is Bailey's best match since coming back. She looked focused. Yeah, she was good. It was yep. a really good match. And part of it, I think is because she Julie's, didn't have damage control mm, there. Like Julie's they're fucking each other up. Bit. I don't know what's up, but t- like something about that group, they mess each other's vibe up and without them, she worked way better. I thought Bailey it was, got uh,
2: better as it went along. I thought I agree.
0: Yeah, I, I thought the the uh, Alexa the minor botch at the end wasn't too too bad. I mean, when you're climbing up to the top rope, anything can happen, and she she recovered well, nicely and won the match. And I really liked her acting work on the uh, the attempted sister Abigail on uh, Bianca. I also liked the Bianca semi run in. I I liked that. Um, I don't. I don't think that the crowd
1: liked much, to be
0: honest with you guys. I don't think that that Someone crowd was pointing quiet that out all night.
1: Someone was the pointing that. The crowd was yeah up for Tazawa though. That was the one part where I was like, "Whoa, they're all he's standing for Tazawa!" Yeah, holy, yeah, holy, he's
0: all energy. But, did you, but also, did you could you hear them at all for the main event? I didn't hear a peep out of them for Lashley, Lashley right? and uh, Lashley was I mean, the, the That's main terrifying. Event, right?
2: Even the biggest haters on Twitter, which is you know Twitter at this point. <laughs> um, with exception of Trevor Dame. Hey Trevor. Uh, and Kevin. Kevin Kellum. Um, but they even the like they were like, what is with this crowd? Like it was just like cause that always frustrates me, obviously, like too, but well, let's just go while we're on a roll. Let's go right from there to what the bigger storyline is, even though it's not on Raw, Bray Wyatt. And I'm gonna talk about Bray Wyatt on SmackDown for a second, because it's tied in. It has connective tissue to what we saw on Raw. And that is Obviously The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. And can you guys LA give me Knight. some
1: backstory here? I don't watch SmackDown, so I'd love just a setup for what's going on.
2: The other night, so there was a, a back and forth. It was like a three-part back and forth, right? We were in-ring a couple backstages, and it was basically LA night in a very succinct, effective way, recapping he knows I he, he knows what's happening to him. He showed a bunch of footage on the Tron showing I know that's Bray Wyatt. There were a couple like hidden things that may or I guess we're in the original shots where in the very background, every time he got attacked, you could see the uncle Howdy mask all the way in the back, kind of you know either blowing on a wall or positioned someplace,
0: yeah, basically l a Knight recapped the story better like he did it almost he, as well as a recap package could have done it really, really yes. nice job and and reset it as like, okay, guys,
2: again, time out, here's what happened, and he did it perfectly in character. Uh, I, was, I was in with L.A. Night. I was like, okay, I get this guy now. I'm, I'm buying in. And then went backstage and found a shirt with the Uncle Howdy slash fiend logo hanging in his locker and said, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then the lights went off. And then he turned and right as we went to commercial, we saw a glowing green Uncle
0: Howdy mask. Right but did you see he- how we got that, that, that uh, reveal? So L.A. Night who is a smart guy, I don't think I've ever seen this before, turned on his cell phone flashlight. And that's that's how he revealed the Uncle Howdy mask in the dark. Uh, I really like LA Knight. Here's, Here's my concern. They have set up LA Knight as a traditional heel. He is a, and not just a traditional heel, but a chicken shit heel. LA Knight is a guy who looks like he's chiseled out of granite. He is absolutely jacked. He's a good wrestler. But the matches we've seen him after the Max Dupree debacle, he has basically barely won these matches with like quick roll ups and like cheating. And like he's not a guy that you feel can go toe to toe with anyone except on the mic. So that's why I'm really confused about this rivalry. Is that well, I, I'm confused about LA night, period. He went backstage to, conf- to fight Bray Wyatt. How is he chicken shit? Watches matches that they, like his matches. Are, he doesn't do spectacular moves. He literally just kind of gets out of the way of the other wrestler and then fools them into a pinfall. That's his thing. And so it's a well, weird guy to have this feud with is all I'm saying. And I really well, like LA Knight, but I don't quite understand his, what story. happens, what happens to people after they have a run in with the fiend,
2: AKA uncle howdy, they revert to their old character or
0: sometimes they're more evil. Less favorable, less honorable characters. That's what I wanted to ask you guys. Do you think that Bray is actually recruiting LA Knight as opposed to feuding with LA Knight? I think he might
2: be. I think they're fighting and it will end in a recruitment. And I think it's, and I like this and it's taking on finally kind of what we wanted to see, which was the Ministry of Darkness 2.0 sort of thing. And it's because if you remember, that's how The Undertaker did it. He'd come out and ambush somebody when he was the Lord of darkness. And then, then he'd hypnotize him and they'd be in the cult. And so I think LA Knight, that might be a decoy. The whole thing about, I'm this guy. Oh, you know what? Yeah. He's Max Dupree. Then he's, he's LA night. He's Max Dupree. Now he's LA night again. So who do cult people always target cult leaders? What kind of people, people who don't know who they are, people who are unsure of their identity and their direction and their place in the world. And I think that's the underlying theme possibly and if it's not, feel free to steal it. I still owe you guys some good storylines. Um, but that to me is what could be going on with LA Knight. And so I think we're on two different shows seeing the recruitment
0: of a Returner and, and then another new member. By the way, do you guys know who LA Knight's roommate was many, many years ago? Kramer? John Moxley. They oh. were best buds. he, LA Knight really fascinates me because he's a guy that really should have been on the main roster a long long time ago. I mean, he's 40 years old, he's in great condition, he was doing good work and that was well received in NXT. I don't know why he was languishing in NXT. It kind of feels like like they what 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 they did with Robert Roode, where when Robert Roode came over from, you know, Japan and Impact and he came over with all this experience and he was already in his late thirties and he was ready to go and they put him in NXT anyway. And that never felt right either. That was, that was kind of a dismissal of everything he had done already. And now Robert Root, who just had fusion surgery and is going to be out for an even longer period of time. He kind of, he wasted a lot of time on the WWE main roster where he was clearly skilled enough to be at the top of the card. And he was just chilling in a tag team with Dolph for a while. And, not doing much of anything. It's a shame. I really like both of those wrestlers, L.A. Knight and Robert Roode.
2: I had a pitch that got this close to going to Robert Roode that uh, like even Dewey and Aaron looked at. And uh, I think Bruce, but that's for another time. It would have been a definite shift in character. And, uh, but I knew, I knew he was looking for something because I, I asked him point blank. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but he was, he was a little, I think it was before he was with uh, Nick. As he introduced himself because he heard I was a comedian. So hi, I'm Nick, not Dolph. Hmm. What'd you call him? Dolph or Nick?
1: Julie. I didn't get to work. with
2: him. Cause I, I, think I'd worked with him at Caroline's once RIP oh, Caroline's. Yeah. Caroline's comedy club. All right. Moving it along. Very serious.
0: Oscar. What do you think, Julie? You're, you're up first on this one.
1: I trust Oscar. She can lead me down any road and I'll trust it. I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if I, I, I like Asuka heel babyface. face. I, I, while I was there, when she was with the Kabuki Warriors, she was heel. And it was just so much fun to have her being in that antagonizing position, especially against, you know, Becky Lynch. That was really cool. Um, well, Ka-
0: Kabuki Warriors, that's where she debuted the mist, right? I don't think she had used it yes. prior. And that's when she debuted the green makeup around her eyes and her mouth.
1: Yes, I believe so. Yeah, That
2: was such an amazing meeting. I've told that story before about how it just went on and on. People couldn't believe. Like, it was like Paul Heyman was like, sir, I've heard Oscar do this thing with the mist. She can. She can she can. She can use mist. It was a 15 minute conversation.
1: <laughs> we got into the logistics. Or not, whether or
2: not it could happen. And then they asked her. And she went, yeah. And it was a, literally a one second answer.
1: In the writer's room, we got into the logistics of. of how the mist works, like the logical properties. You guys were still
2: talking about that.
1: How you summon the mist and oh what God. what has to happen and what <sighs> triggers it. And it was, it was, it was such an in-depth conversation that I actually really, but that's like in the writer's room. I really enjoy those kind of conversations is like, what are the boundaries that makes the mist happen in, yeah, but you in the You can't say world. that
0: on the show because we can't ruin Christmas. But see, that's
2: where, I, that's where I become at least, from a creative or like just being as a being somewhere where something's being thought out standpoint, like Vince where I'm that guy that can't watch the Beatles documentary. I'm like, just do make the song already. And like, so I, what I would like to see is Vince. Here's what I'll do. I think that if it comes down to it and they realize, okay, he's got some legal, right. And this is a 50, 50 issue here. You know, and I'm not trying to make light of the accusations against Vince. but We have to acknowledge the shares he holds in the company, the fact there may be some legal recourse that he can go to court and say, no, you can't get rid of me. And it sounds like he might be doing that. So as a just one of the many tiebreakers you would have to use, convince, sit for five minutes and not just yell at everybody and listen to a debate about how to use the mist and how it makes sense creatively without snapping a pencil and just yelling, fuck it, fuck it, no mist. God damn it, I'll splay the mist. Fuck.
0: Not if he had dynamite strapped to his chest. He couldn't. He could go. I I bet he could go exactly a minute and he'd lose his shit because I would. (laughs) Really? He
1: wouldn't be able to engage in that conversation.
2: I was looking at Ralph 30 seconds in like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, it was just like, and he just went, I know. Like, it was just like.
1: Really? I would fuel that conversation. Because no one could could sense.
2: Because no one could sense how much Vince, how much you were losing Vince by the more you talked about it that he was just like, well, fuck it. He actually, anyway, have her fucking figure out the
1: mist. Why wouldn't Vince want to talk about that?
2: Cause he got like, cause you were on seg two of a show that's three hours long. And he literally had his paid He's got, he had guys, guys got it guys. And they're all like, and I was, uh, then Bruce came in. He's like, maybe the mist is like, it's like a certain level of Oscar that we don't get to see. And I'm like, of all people, really? All right. I'm going to get the, the
1: conversations ju- I had were in the room waiting for Vince it was, to arrive. It was a, so it they was did a, learn their lesson not to do it in front of them. Dude, Vince. it
2: was a Cliff Clavin Barfly conversation from
0: Cheers, where it was just like, fucking shit.
1: <laughs>
0: I want to play the part of Julie Harrison Harney at the moment and talk about Asuka. Um, yes, please. So I'm going to heap some high praise on Asuka right now because I'm going to... I'm mention one, one, of, one of my many wrestling binkies over the years, one of my, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Asuka reminds me a lot of Mickey James in that she's in her 40s, and she can wrestle as long as she wants to, and she can stop whenever she wants to. She's a Hall of Famer. She's still great. People still want to see her. And so she can go with this as long as she wants. She can, she can use whatever character she wants, change her traits. This is apparently a callback to a character she played in Japan. I'm going to be on, on the Trust Asuka bandwagon as well. I just, I would counsel against, there's a lot of WWE, when they want to change someone's character, their immediate idea under Triple H is, let's make them serious. And you can only do that so many times before people are like, it's the same turn every time. And so they're doing Unless like-
2: Unless you're The Miz or Dexter Loomis, in which case- you can't do it at all. Hey, let's do Laurel and Hardy, but separate them.
0: I mean, well, well, do you guys want to talk about the turns right now? Which turns? Because that was... I mean, there's, there's a lot of... What's the most successful turn that we've seen over the last year? It's Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. That's the well, one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But that was, why a, great, is that it was working? a very
0: well done turn. With Dominic, Dominic was a, a character that wasn't really getting over with the audience as a babyface turn him against his beloved dad. Now that's one thing, but that the, the crowd could still shit on that too. What they're doing with him within the judgment day is actually super smart in that th- the judgment day is doing all the work for him. And then Dominic is getting these pinfalls. So you're getting, you're getting this guy who's absolutely in over his head. Every time he's in the ring, he almost loses the match every time he's in there. And then there's somebody cheats on his team and then he wins that's really getting him over as a mega heel, and I like that because that's he, that's one of the only things you can do with Dominic right now to protect him. He beat up his dad on Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah, he fought his dad. He, he got in a fist fight with his family on Thanksgiving. That only happens at fifty percent
0: of Thanksgivings. But see, so Dominic's heel turn is not a serious heel turn; it's a comedy heel turn. The other, The that's a that's a comedy heel turn. Look. I, what, what, what Dominic did last night, writhing around in the blue mist in his eyes and yelling for mommy, I mean, come on, that's not a serious angle, but then who are they trying to make more serious now? Now they're trying to lend credibility to Corbin with JBL. They're trying to make theory, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a super tough guy and I'm, they, they're trying to make everyone super serious and legit, and you just can't do that with everyone. Now, Asuka, you can because she's that talented a performer. But I just, I hope her turn is 100% her creative and I'm all, I'm all in if that's the case. But if it's anybody else doing it, I'm a little leery.
1: And uh, isn't Mercedes, speaking of Asuka and her former tag team partner, um, isn't uh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes, potentially going against Kyrie in NJPW? That is a rumor. Is that the I explain feel like this like that's now a, explain
2: this to me is this going to be part of WWE their
0: deal with Japan that they're talking about So according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer this is his quote January Help, 4th I'm stuck in my Tokyo office underneath
2: all the trash and paper
0: <laughs> This is this is after he finally found his phone and tw- texted this out I'm not one to so, talk Dave Meltzer Wrestling Observer reports January 4th Tokyo Dome and other dates Mercedes Monet. Mercedes Varnado or whatever name she's going to go with as of right now, she's done capital letters D O N E with WWE also capital letters. Um, So yeah. So Mercedes Varnado has dates booked in Japan with new Japan pro wrestling. And so last night on raw, there were multiple mentions of Japan. Now I've been convinced that Sasha's gone and potentially AEW bound and obviously pointing towards the the January Los, uh, Los Angeles show as maybe her debut for AEW. But last night, WWE insisted on throwing in so many different references to Japan and Japanese wrestling. Now I'm like, are they just can you she tell signed? me I missed
1: those? Can you can you remind me the context in which they came up? There was
0: it, there really wasn't much context. It was just like anyone who's ever been to Japan just kind of mentioned it last night. It was like there was a little bit in the um in the OC segment and there were there were a couple it wasn't just one mention. Because was, OC,
1: Anderson does have to go and defend. Yeah, he still uh, has
0: a championship in N J P W
1: So I feel like maybe those <laughs> Japan rent you know, it's more about the fact that they need to close that. Just, that. that feels like yeah, they're but they did it
2: on purpose. This is definitely like, like it feels like the wrestling version of getting jury duty in the city you just moved from. It's like, oh, oh, ah, yeah. shit. I got to go defend. I forgot I had this championship. God damn it. I got to go back and defend it. What if I win? Fuck. I don't know. Maybe not. Well, I mean, thank this you for the silence, know- guys. Thank you. Has- I agree, That is
1: what it's like. I just Thank thought you. that you. I thought well, you made those guys' jokes. Yes, that's
2: what I get for telling yeah, you that's you like joke. you your own joke that I you hate. So I just did it. I just did it. Just didn't want to support that's you. That's me. That. W- I'm Chris Jericho saying, "Wait, why am I on the list? Because I just fucking did it." I'm sorry, Tommy.
0: <laughs> Julie's dog just joined the chat because he heard the silence, and he was like, "All right, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm gonna sit over here." Ah, and just took <laughs> off. Okay. Was that a that's like joke? <laughs>
2: I'm the bullshit sniffing dog.
0: (laughs) At any rate, we know Mercedes Varnado, formerly known as Sasha Banks, has contracted dates in Japan, and so she's either gotten out of her WWE deal, is still in it, and is going to come back the conquering hero from Japan, or maybe going to AEW, or maybe neither. The only so here's so that's what's going to happen. So here's my only my wrinkle and my fear, because I would love to see Mercedes in AEW. I think she'd be a great fit there. I think she would really solidify that women's division that is getting better by the week. My my concern is she is already a Disney/slash Star Wars contracted actress. And we know that AEW is WB, Discovery, and DC Comics. And that's why John
2: Cena should have gone there instead of coming back to do whatever the fuck he's doing on the base, not even new year's Eve day before new year's Eve.
0: Yeah. They're going to, they're going to pay him, you know, seven figures to come out, say hi to everybody, cut a half a promo and leave. I mean, but didn't party
2: you want, wonder like what would happen if he had gone? Cause then he could finally be a heel. He could have his second stretch, sort of like Hollywood Hogan. I was all about amazing. it.
0: And, but he's not going to do that though. He's not going to come back for full time run ever again. I just thought not. he would.
2: I thought he would. We don't have to do an AEW. It's only TV once a week or twice a week at most. And I, I, I just, would have figured without Vince. I mean, he was Vince's guy and Vince was his guy. Without Vince as part of the, the presentation in WWE, it's like, well, where is your loyalty? You know? All right. Something new. I don't know. I thought it would have been interesting. Like, if that had happened, that roof would have... I hope Tony Khan at least went for that because I thought that was... You know, there was all that. I'm stuff sure calls were
0: made, but I just, I don't see, I don't see how that could have
2: happened. Like I thought about it for, what a, else can you do in
0: WWE second? though?
2: What else can you do except come out? and nothing's <laughs> like, like why is he wrestle there? wrestle another match. You Couldn't you come back and make similar money in AEW probably and not have to work as much?
0: I don't think money's the issue with AEW. I, I think that AEW, the product is so different and there's so much more expected of the wrestlers as far as in ring work mm, that I just, true. I don't. I don't see Cena going there. I mean, you see sixty-two-year-old well, Sting. <laughs> exactly, no one ever does. You see sixty-two-year-old Sting doing like dives onto tables and stuff. Like Cena's not gonna do that once a week or once a month or anything. I mean, it it wouldn't make sense. He's he's a multi-millionaire actor that's got plenty of work lined up for him. That's I don't know. What, I don't understand when, when anyone gets that type of work. I don't understand why anyone would go back. I, I don't. It's. I mean, once Steve Martin started getting movies, that was the end of his stand-up career. And wow, sure. Somehow, somehow we went from John Cena to Steve Martin. All it, off. It of just. Percent. I. I Such
2: don't know banks. why.
0: Like, like for The Rock to come back, right now. Like, so, so supposedly The Rock is going to come back for a match or or two, maybe a Royal Rumble appearance, and then a WrestleMania. Why would he do that? The last time he did that, he suffered an injury that was so gruesome. I was there. I saw it, right? Ugh. Yeah, it was it was awful, man. I
2: mean, he's from, a, an, few uh, back, yeah. yeah, from <laughs> a few rows back, his innards all ripped. Yeah, uh, from a few rows back. Shout out to David Young. Did you ever meet David Young, Julie? I think he'd been gone, but he was an old Fallon writer. He and I went to WrestleMania that year, and uh, yeah, it was not not pretty. But uh, he was
0: gutted from the inside. Like, I, I why would you ever go back after that? I mean, just going back for that's that why. wasn't a good. That's choice. why you don't want to end that way. Finish
2: strong, <laughs> Tommy. Um, Hey, speaking of acting and playing multiple roles, segue, son. Julie, here comes another one. Ezekiel and Elias. Some uh, forgotten connective tissue last night because we had Kevin Owens save Elias. I'm sorry. Didn't you just hate him a few months ago when he was Ezekiel and he was gaslighting you? Word of the year, gaslighting. See, that's why they need Vince. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, that is something that would have been brought up as a Weren't we just? Wasn't he just fucking trying to kill him? Didn't he just put him on a stretcher?
1: Then he hit him at the end. So, you know.
2: Last night?
0: Yeah, he did, st- he did stun <laughs> him for good measure at the end for continuity.
1: Eh. It's
0: uh-huh. not great continuity, but yeah. it is continuity.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't oh, know about man. That. Well, to end things on a nice note, though, uh, Becky Lynch, really cool tweet about Sami Zayn. And uh, you guys found this today, so I'll turn it over to you.
0: Tell me what this is all about. This is uh, this is big. So Becky Lynch on her Instagram posted a picture of herself wearing a new Sami Zayn T-shirt that says my dog on it. And the exclamation point, the uh, period is actually Sammy's face. Um, and then he <laughs> so. <laughs> so in addition to Sammy's face appearing on, on the T-shirt, she then covered her baby's face with a picture of Sami Zayn's face. So that she, cause she wants to keep her, her kid private, which I totally yep. understand. Sure. Um, so what's important to know is that, and by the way, Bailey also shared a, a photo of this same t-shirt and another uh, shout out for it. This t-shirt is not a WWE shop t-shirt. This is a pro wrestling tees t-shirt. Really? So this is that. So AEW, which people have called a t-shirt company, that's their t-shirt company is pro wrestling tees. This T-shirt is to uh, this. The proceeds are going to be donated to Sammy for Syria. Uh, Sammy Zayn teamed up with the Syrian American Medical Society Foundation and has provided life-saving medical care to populations in northwest Syria, which is a war-torn region. He has set up two mobile clinics and is hoping to continue staffing those and continue providing medical services for people desperately in need. It's an amazing charity. Please look up Sammy for Syria and also look up this my dog t-shirt because it's a great t-shirt, but it is being sold through ProWrestlingTees.com and all the proceeds go to Sammy for Syria. I, might so get myself- that I thought that was a wonderful story. And that was, that was the type of thing that absolutely would never have happened under Vince. There is no way that both Bailey and Becky would have shared photos of them wearing another wrestling company's products t-shirt. Regardless of whatever the charity was for. How is so Sammy that's allowed? That's amazing.
2: That's awesome, but it's just, I'm just, how's he allowed to do that though? Because it's like his Twitter likeness or what?
0: So I believe Sami Zayn owns proprietary rights over his likeness. Ah. I don't think WWE owns it because, because of his time on the Indies. Oh, and interesting. So, yeah. So I don't believe that, as long as the T shirt doesn't say Sammy Zayn, maybe. I'm not sure if, because I don't think, only his face appears, and my dog is not, that's not trademarked by WWE. So I think that's how they got around it. But at any rate, a wonderful charity, uh, a wonderful t-shirt, and please look it up. Please grab a My Dog t-shirt, because it, it really supports a great cause. And shout out to Becky Lynch and, and Bailey for both sharing it as well. Bunch of good
2: people. Uh, if you want to see Monday Night Raw, it airs Mondays at 8 on USA. And then there's Friday Night Smackdown with my good sir, Paul Heyman. There's Fridays at 8 on Fox. Now it's on to AEW and Sometimes Why. AEW and Sometimes Why. Now we're getting into my territory. Yeah, because we get to talk about
0: your favorite things, John. Well, we get to,
2: Yeah, everything comes together. This is some serious connective tissue. And that our old pals, Juliet 30 Rock at the Today Show, did a feature on not WWE Superstar, But AEW wrestler MJF. Wow. What do you think that call with Universal was like about 10 o'clock this morning in Stanford when they got on the phone with New York and uh, they just done a big feature on the competition? I was blown away when I saw that. Does that mean he can go on like talk shows and stuff?
1: Yeah, why wouldn't he?
2: I've just never seen someone who's not WWE go like since really I don't know Hulk Hogan right Tommy in the late nineties he went on Leno because it was you know Leno was Leno he could have anyone he wanted and Hogan was Hogan oh and he had a he had Goldberg too I think but he also had the WWE it was back when everybody all the wrestlers were famous but I've never right. seen an AEW guy this is the first time we've seen an AEW person featured by NBC Universal. Wow. Do we think that was just a, we need a story or is that kind of a shot? Cause we know we've read and maybe heard at times that things can get strained between the people from USA calling into the people at WWE. And I want, and we know, uh, there was a story that leaked out that NBC did not deny. There's a different twist, um, that <laughs> let that one, let that one breathe, uh, that, um, someone at NBC saw footage that MJF now that's a guy we need on our show that's a real guy who can cut a promo and knows how to talk on a mic on Monday Night Raw so was it a little bit of two-way flirting or was it kind of a hey guys this is where it's at sort of thing either way that was a big deal to me I couldn't believe that
0: when you guys I said believe that I believe this is a shot across the bow yeah I don't think I don't think this really? is an accident I don't think that this I is good MJF timing I think MJF is just
1: that good I think, it, I think he's so good you can't ignore it
0: he's the right guy For this but I think this was a shot across the bow in that we remember when AEW started their buzz was all almost all word of mouth and where was that word of mouth coming from it was coming from fans and it was coming from the sheets so AEW had a much more comfortable relationship with the sheets because they were the up-and-coming promotion the sheets had a vested interest in building them up since Triple H has taken over WWE there has been some skullduggery afoot, and it really feels like w- WWE has yanked the narrative back from the sheets, giving them a little more, I think that they're they're stooging off a little more information to the sheets than they used to. I think they have a bunch of people doing that. I have a feeling I know at least one, if not several of the people Are you referring doing maybe it? to
2: the one that when someone got busted for... Uh sexual misconduct over the summer and he said oh i knew that i knew that all along but i just decided not to report it is he
0: maybe oh, one no. of them i I'm, I'm talking about someone within the company although oh. although that person you mentioned may be within the company now because i have my i have my suspicions i didn't no, mention
2: I, anyone specifically i just gave this you is a charlie hypo- day territory i gave yeah, you a I'm, hypothetical. I'm not mentioning
0: sp- i'm not mentioning anyone specifically but if you didn't character. know you your ass better call somebody anyway But I think that they stooge off a lot more information than they used to. And I think that is in, there's a quid pro quo there where they are, the sheets are now tearing down AEW a little bit. And I really think this is Tony Khan going, okay, fucker, you want to go? Let's go. Let's play. And I really believe that MJF is the right guy to push that with because he's young, he's different, he's absolutely fabulous on the microphone. He's, and so he's the guy that you want front and center who can handle that type of spotlight and pressure. You're paying him that money now. So let's go. Let he, let's July. ride that, that. And also, so last week's Dynamite, we had the Dynamite uh, Diamond Battle Royale, which MJF is the, the three-time winner, I believe, of that. He wins the little pinky ring uh, with the diamonds encrusted on it where you used to blast people in the head with them. So who won that but Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Now, Ricky Starks has been compared to The Rock, which I don't think is a fair comparison in a number of ways, but I'll tell you where they're similar. They're both handsome guys. They're both well-built. They both have fashion sense, and they're both good on the microphone. And Ricky Starks in the ring is a very different character than The Rock. The Rock is just a massive guy, 6'4", 6'5", 275 pounds. If you're Starks Starks, isn't that,
2: if you're Starks and you get that comparison, do you ride with it or do you try to shirk that comparison? It's like, nah, nah, nah. like you take the rock comparison. What do you guys think? Would you go, yeah, I am the or do You kind of go, that's lofty. I don't want to get. Cause we saw what he, happened with theory and, you know, Kurt Angle and all that stuff. And it was like, okay, yeah. That's exactly
1: always, what I was thinking, John. Yeah. It, can you deliver?
0: Yeah, it well, so MJF hit him with that. that so last mm. week they had dueling promos. So Starks won the battle Royal MJF to cut, came out and cut a blistering promo on Starks. Yep. And I thought, so Ricky Starks, one thing that's interesting about him is that he is better in live segments than in backstage. I don't know why, because there's, it's such, so much more of a controlled environment backstage. If you fuck up, you can change it. You can, re, you can reshoot things. Ricky Starks is so much better with the live promo. So for a few weeks they had cut a bunch of really inconsequential kind of -of middle-of-the-road promos backstage with Ricky Starks. So once it seemed like he was going to be in a program with MJF, I'm like, oh, no, he's going to eat him alive. And it was the exact opposite. MJF ethered him. And then Ricky Starks takes the microphone and just absolutely H-bombs the building, just completely explodes in in a series of just really pointed and really, like, just the, you could feel the heat in the ring from everything he was saying. It was a promo that went back and forth. It was very similar to like that, uh, that CM Punk Moxley energy, but okay. way better because it's two younger guys.
2: I was going to harken so, back to the Triple H rock promos from back in the day. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I think that's that, where the rock comparison might be coming from because it was like, you know, it was like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, you know, okay, you're going to shoot on me.
0: All right. And but it was- So Starks is a little older. Starks is in his early 30s, and MJF is 26. This is the perfect feud at the perfect time. I th- And and so last week, Dynamite, uh, the ratings were a little bit down, but then Rampage, the ratings came back up a little bit. So the ra- the the Rampage ratings, which had really been falling, all of a sudden popped back up again. And it didn't hurt that they had a really good Rampage card. But yeah, Rampage came back to normal, Let's see where dynamite is this week. I think that they're yeah, going to roll with some momentum. Yeah, what are we expecting to
1: see tonight? Do you know? Do we see Starks and MJF tonight?
0: So tonight's show, we we get elite and um, we get the elite and Death Triangle their fourth match. Let me see the card. Hang on. You're going to see you know the what, seven. Guys? I think it's going to go
2: seven. <laughs> Can I say though? It doesn't feel much different than the NBA playoffs. <laughs> Celtics, Bucks, uh, two two. What do you think? I don't know, man. I think it might go seven. I don't know. Should we wrap it up on Thursday at nine, or like in the middle of the day Sunday? Probably Sunday. Why are the rest Um, wearing buck shirts? Oh, that's weird. Um, but I I will see. But Julie and I we talk about this all the time. Is that like we're happy with what we're doing in our life? But it's like we talk all the time. We'll just randomly text and be like, "Man, like if I if I could talk to Tony, like." We could go like, this is what I'd go after. And he fucking did it like that. Like I saw, I, like I got pumped up when I saw that Today Show thing. I was like, oh, that'd be like, that would be fun to be a part of. And, and they Grand also Uf. just hired, uh, as we met, we were talking about this privately today. The three of us, Kevin Dunn's one time heir apparent at WWE is now over there directing TV for AEW, right? So Tony's doing some shit.
1: I'll throw did out- you ever work with Mansuri?
2: No. No, but I will say we'll get that. But like, I will say that um, we know we have people listening in Jacksonville. And I will just say that, uh, you know, the sometimes the juices are still flowing on uh, live TV production. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes tonight's AEW
0: card. Tonight's AEW card is the winter is coming free pay-per-view. So this is again, I think they overdo it sometimes. But this is one that I really like
1: Game of Thrones. Is that why?
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. Because they're connected to HBO Max. But at the same time, the Winter is Coming show has been a good show for AEW on TV. That was the reveal of Sting uh, when Sting became Darby Allin's dad. Uh, So that was when the first the first time we saw Sting was Winter is Coming. By the
2: way, I won't say it on the podcast, but if anyone wants to go check out MJF's tweet about Darby (laughs) (laughs) Allin. The nickname he came up for him. I'm not going
0: to say it, but I laughed in a fuck. I can't like that, but shit. Classic. <laughs> that was cla- the only thing yeah, funnier that, was- that MJF has ever tweeted was the day that on Twitter, both Sammy Guevara and the Jews were trending. Oh, and so he screenshotted it and said, Sammy, <laughs> yeah, well, Sammy, what have you done? <laughs> that was i mean that, that's, you can't do funnier than that like is it going to be impossible for him to top that one but yeah that was close uh so tonight's winter is coming aew dynamite aew world championship match and the dynamite diamond ring match so winner take all mjf maxwell jacob friedman fresh off the today show defends against ricky starks absolute ricky starks that's going to be a great main event Uh, aew world trios championship best of seven series death triangle versus the elite death triangle leads two to one in that series we also get ruby soho returning hey julie's pal yep against tay Mello. i love
1: her and then the
0: house of black returns which by the way you guys remember when the house of black was all headed back to wwe wasn't that interesting that they that they didn't Um, Um, and then uh chris mm. jericho there you go. That's all. Just Chris Jericho in action. <laughs> <I guess laughs> That's
1: all you need to know. It's just Chris. That's Chris it.
2: Jericho is going to be taking on Jim Powers and the Brooklyn Brawler in a very special handicap match.
0: But by the way, Baltimore! let's go back to that House of Black thing. The House of Black was roundly cited as being going. They they were all unhappy. They're they were going. You know, in in um in the case of Malachi Black going back to WWE, and it's interesting. Instead, AEW cuts a bunch of great vignettes, really spooky vignettes for the House of Black, builds them back up quietly off TV, and then puts them back on TV, and now they're all of a sudden relevant again. It's amazing how you can do that, and not everyone has to ask out of their contract and go away. Oh, and also, the suspended uh, Andrade apparently has a peck tear and can't wrestle. So there's all the kinds of people disappearing yes, that are but- supposedly going to show up back on WWE TV and then don't.
2: Yes, but Tom, technically, his his muscle is suspended from the bone. Ah, very so, true. There you go. I'm just the man of fairness today. I'll just close up the Today Show thing. I I wish they'd brought him on with like Hoda and like Jenna Bush Hager. Just be, so we understand, you're a wrestler. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, you drunks! Sh- yeah, shut up, you stinking drunks! Uh, just to call whoa, back to, whoa, you believe this? Anyway, let's play ping pong, wherever the fuck they do on that show.
0: Um, just, just to call back to Michael Mansuri, he has become the AEW Senior Vice President and Co-Executive Producer.
2: There you and, go.
0: And I've been reading a lot of people, including people who are normally very anti-AEW, who are all calling this a huge move. And that, so Mansuri left in the spring of 2020. He left WWE on his own accord under Vince. There are reports that, that Triple H really wanted him back, and instead he went to AEW. So I think that this could be a very interesting move. Uh, I think it's a necessary move. I think Tony is finally starting to see that, okay, it's time. If we're expanding and I have this new brand and we're going to try to, you know, now ROH had a pretty successful pay-per-view over the weekend, and now that's becoming basically a streaming service where they have all the old ROH matches and they're going to have the, the pay-per-views on there. They're trying to get a deal for ROH. It's it hasn't happened yet, but nothing. There's no TV deals being given out given out anywhere right now for anything. Uh, but at the very least, Tony Khan is now starting to delegate, and I'm. I think it's going to be a very interesting next six months to a year to see how the company
1: grows. Is he not tweeting like he used to tweet? Yep. When we first started this show, we used to have the Tony Awards all the time, and now I feel like we don't. We don't get those Eastern. are very different standard guy. mountain. Uh, uh, he was
2: changed that press scrum it, he's a changed man now you know that, what i've that noticed was his though? going into the hardy lake now he's, he's now he's his own fiend
0: tony is very self-aware though one thing I, I like is that he noticed that people were noticing how goofy his lead-ins to the show were where he would talk about you know revenge of the sith is on and now aew dynamite or what he would talk so he has really leaned into that and he's really good at it it's fun yeah, and so tells, he's, made that, he's made that him, a thing.
2: It tells the story of him not watching SmackDown, too. <laughs> that was the subtle. No, for real. Yeah, that was my oh thing no, I, I know. said back in the day, mid Tony Awards. And I said, fuck it, the show's off. Like, he wins. Like, like, I figured out, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. No, I'm telling yeah, you, he's, he's, he's a changed man. He's, uh, he, I guess, he's I guess a, he's a smart guy. His eyes are he all He understands black.
0: his shtick and he understands what he was doing he's wrong because he's not doing it as much.
2: Get the eyes too, of a killer. Got the hair of a victim. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna use that something. You, dude, you got the eyes of the killer. That's a Jerry Lawler joke. we have a Jerry Lawler? dad you? man. she had the eyes of a eyes of a killer. The hair of a victim. Uh.
0: <laughs> so when anyway. you roast battle Tony at the at the comedy store, you gotta just hold oh, I would
2: love one. to do that. <laughs> I'll I'll issue a challenge to Tony right now. That there we, we go. I'll roast him for a job. How About
1: that, huh? I I would watch that. I would absolutely watch that. I could take him.
0: Well, now you got to hope that I don't stooge off any information.
2: (laughs) I've always said I could be his Bruce. I've always said that. Uh, Do I? Do I mean it? Maybe not. But uh, I've always said that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Dan Housen showed us some love, though, huh, Tom? He did. Uh, So I was super happy to see this Um, on AEW Rampage. There was a. main event with uh orange cassidy and the best friends including Danhausen. and so dan Housen had a muppet show moment which i've said before i love there is nothing funnier to me than someone with a framed shot and then all of a sudden a someone's head pops up in the foreground <laughs> and so orange cassidy had previously done that to mark henry who does the it's time for the main event shtick at the end of uh as you know, they do a promo before with both teams or both wrestlers that are competing in the main event, and then Mark Henry says it's time for the main event. So that's been interrupted by Orange Cassidy, and this time was interrupted by Danhausen, whose whose head appeared in the foreground. I mentioned that it was a Muppet Show moment on Twitter, retweeted the video clip, and Danhausen liked it. And so I then shared it to my Instagram, which Danhausen also saw. So uh, thank you, Danhausen, for. Uh, for acknowledging that we exist and hey, uh, we, will con- we will continue us. to be very, very big fans over here.
2: Dan Housen's liked us a couple times. So yeah, also funnier guy than a lot of funny people. I would say right now, quote unquote, funny people. We love Dan Housen and we love you for listening. And we love watching AEW dynamite Wednesdays at eight on TBS and rampage Fridays at 10 on TNT. But check your local, lo- check your local listings of that pesky basketball gets in the way sometimes. And that's our episode.
1: Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, review and give us a nice five star rating.
2: Hey, make sure you tick our talk. We're at Turnbuckles Pod. That's also our tag on Instagram at Turnbuckles Pod. And you can also listen to full episodes over on YouTube.
0: It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. See you, (laughs) Buckleheads.